Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find the link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 112. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Cult Kiss. The electronic duo from Melbourne, Australia have just released their incredible debut EP entitled Ultra Sounds. In today's episode, we're speaking with Ramaran and Hacks about their songwriting technique and collaborations, the new creative space they've just opened, and how great NSYNC is. Here we go. Our guest today is a brilliant electro duo from Melbourne. After releasing singles throughout 2016 till now, they've just released their debut EP, Ultrasounds. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Jack and Claire from Cult Kiss. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you how both? You Good. Yeah, we're good. We're really good. We're very excited to be on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Of course. Thank you for coming on. Very excited to have you here. We were just um we were just catching up before we uh hit record, but it is uh it is exciting to have you guys on. It's a very exciting week for you at the moment. It is. Yes. It's been a a big week. Release weeks are always such a I don't know, it's so immersive, mm. right? Consuming. Consuming's the word I was looking for. <laughs> All consuming. <laughs> <laughs> I found it very interesting that because uh, Cult Kiss have been making music for a good five to six years now, I was shocked that Ultrasound, the EP, the one that we are referring to in terms of release week, that it's the debut EP. I, it kind of blew my mind slightly. Yeah, it kind of blew our mind as well. I just was having a moment today just wondering what took us so long to do it. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just, we've just been a, it's been a matter of circumstance really, like the mm-hmm. past, how, what have we, four or five years or something? Yeah. So I think we kicked off in 2016 at the end of 2016. So yeah. it is, yeah, I think we just had our five year anniversary. Mm. Um, and I mean, honestly, there's a lot of factors. Mm. I think probably the first one initially was just that we're quite self-critical and maybe a bit fussy, mm. maybe a bit too fussy for our own good. Maybe, um, yeah. About like, you know, because there are lots of tracks that we've made along the way that we probably could have included in in an EP. But I think we just, um, yeah, we just got really into the mindset of creating singles. Well, there was a window where we first came out and it was, it was super conceptual and I think that we were like very reactive in our music making because mm. we were – doing all kinds of reworks and we were just in a really like kind of reactive space making music. I think like uh, just making things that 
were like, you know, single songs that we were like really excited about, whether it was like a rework or a remix or uh, whatever. And then there was a period where we went to Big Sound and we got signed. And then the la- I think the label was like really keen for us just to like crack on, get a few quick ones out. So we did that. And then coronavirus hit. And it was like, we didn't know whether we were still going to be signed. We didn't know what the music industry was going to look like. We, we really had no idea. And then that happened. And then... Think, and suddenly, it's our five-year anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> and then before you know it, it's just five years have passed. And you're just like, damn, everyone's like, why didn't you do this sooner? And yeah. you're like, I don't know why. We haven't. Yeah. There's it, there's lots of reasons, but we're glad we got there in the we end. We got there yeah, and that's all that matters. It, and it feels good. So, yeah, it happened. We did it. <laughs> it is a, um, and I mean this as a compliment, it is a gorgeous beast because I feel that it is a huge EP. Awesome. Thank you. That's a massive compliment. I love that. Oh, of course. It, um, it is, and I feel that maybe what you were touching on before of like taking your time and really wanting to make sure that everything is right, that approach I feel that it's not maybe applicable to like all artists. Like there are some that are kind of like, and, and it's not to take away from their art or their process, but you know, some are kind of, they run in, it's um not slap it all together, but <laughs> that, kind of like that. Um, was the approach for Cold Kiss always like that, that you kind of wanted to get down to that granular level of making sure that every little detail was, you know, perfect yeah, I think it's just the way that we are as people. I think mm-hmm. that um, me and Claire are very idiosyncratic about different things, um, but together we make up an extremely perfectionist styled <laughs> whole. Yeah. That, uh, and I think that I think that um, yeah, like I think that just it's not honestly like I don't think that we spent an extraordinary amount of time on the EP, but I do think that we've spent an extraordinary amount of time making music in the mm-hmm. last however many years we've been doing it. And yeah, I think that it, it kind of just sounds like that because, because we've just had a lot of time to think about things. <laughs> I mean, we are, we are in saying that though, I think that maybe we've kind of like hit our flow where we've accepted that we're perfectionists though. Mm. I do think that, yeah, we are, I think we were joking the other day about how we enable each other in the yeah. best and the worst ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We always joke as well that it's like you spend it's always worth the extra four hours or the extra five hours. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing that's the biggest punish about art or I guess music for us is that you have that thing where you're like, do I really want to remix that vocal again for like the fourth time? Or do I really want to <laughs> redo it or whatever it is? And then you do it and you're like, I'm actually devastated that that was worthwhile, but it mm. actually did make it better because <laughs> sometimes yeah. you kind of want it to not make it better. So you can tell yourself to let it go. But yeah, yeah. but it always does make it better. So mm. I think that, but similarly, obviously we've had to learn how to uh, let go, you know, learn how to know when to, when something has, you know, reached like the point where if we take it any further, we'll start to actually go backwards, you mm. know, and maybe damage it or diminish or, you know, destroy it, which has happened on in the past with us, like on our journey, we've kind of like uh, overthought things. And then, yeah, there, there is a point where you have to just let something be. Mm. Um, otherwise, you kind of can really turn on yourself, turn on the song, and then sadly the poor song never gets to live and often never gets released if you if you do that. So yeah, we've we've I think 
this this time around in the last year or so we've become much better at learning when to just let go. Mm. Mm. Did a place uh did a number of the songs kind of come from that place in terms of taking that approach where you can not overwork a song but like that um I guess there is a freedom in in letting go of some of that focus. That makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, like a lot of a lot of techniques that I have, especially when it comes to production and mixing and all that stuff when it comes to finishing things, it's like I have I now have like such a strong process with the the methodology and the the rules that I have to stick to in order to stop myself from going insane. Um, and so like I've kind of developed over the years like this kind of really good regiment that I kind of keep myself into. It's kind of almost like how someone will keep themselves fit or someone will keep their diet like really strict or whatever. It's, it's kind of like that with me and like finishing songs. I almost have like a my own, my own personal trainer. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I think that it's like a skill that I've just kind of like incorporated over time where it's just like, yeah, I just know when to let go. Like a process and mm. a regime. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I don't know, in, in answer, you know, to answer your question, it's hard to say. Um, I think that it's just been a journey so far. So, you know, whether or not we were kind of, um, mindful about it or whether it's just something that we've integrated more into our practice and our processes, it's hard to say. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were lucky, look, we were lucky to work with, amazing people as well. Like the collaborators on the EP mm. were so professional and are just at such an, a high standard that I think that made it really, that really helped. I think it um, made definitely. it effortless. Really. It made it much, it made it really effortless. Um, they brought so much to the table, which kind of like allowed us to not be so in our own heads because we were getting different perspectives on the tracks and what they delivered was so awesome that, yeah, I think everything, once we like, once it happened, we could kind of move forward pretty easily with songs. Now that you mention it, it's like, mm. I didn't even think of this until now, but I don't think that there was any, I don't think that they sent me anything that didn't get used per se, like that didn't, that we didn't want in the tracks. And I don't think that we sent them anything that they wanted changed. I think it was so mm. organic that like, I mean, there might've been a few like little things that just like didn't get put in or whatever, but there was never actually any, we worked with four people. I don't think anyone at any point expressed any disagreement about any decision that was made, mm. which is just like, I mean, I don't necessarily think it has to be that way. Like I don't want to like, project <laughs> this idea that it has to be that way, but like actually now that I think about that, that's so extraordinary. Like mm. to have people that are so, uh, well, firstly just be surrounded by our friends who are just so talented and just amazing, but also to just, work with so many of them and have them so um, just integrate so organically into what we were working on. And, and basically just that I realized that there was, wasn't a disagreement in a, even just like a polite, friendly, I would prefer to have the base up 0.5 DB kind of conversation. Like everyone just integrated so seamlessly into the process and we're just so thankful and fortunate. Mm, like um, there was a lot of trust and mutual respect, I think. Yeah. Yeah, um, so it was a real joy. It was lovely. It was really nice. Yeah, we were very lucky to work with the people that we did. I feel like sometimes having an, like numerous collaborators in a room can be difficult, so it is quite impressive that 
there wasn't any real like I imagine and we're going to get to the collaborators in a second but I and I don't think there's any divas on our Luke from I Know Leopard, a little bit of a diva, but other than, um, I'm just kidding, Luke. Um, but like, it is quite impressive that that worked so fluidly, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. And I, I think it's just, I, you know, I think it's just, it's a really good feeling for us to just have the mutual respect of people that we rem- admire so much and just to have that level of trust. Mm. between between all of the people that we work with where you know and also as well for them just to be so um like I guess a lot of it would come down to them being so thoughtful and giving us that space you know uh, and being like look like I guess like they're probably maybe there was things that they were like the base needs to come up 0.5 dB <laughs> but maybe they were like just like so polite that they didn't mention it who knows but um yeah great people to work with and mm. very fortunate yeah so circling all the way back, I think that that really helped with us getting these tracks wrapped <laughs> instead of festering away. Yeah, that, you did, know, help. that did help. Fixating yeah. on things. It, it kind of, it's like, it, it's very freeing when other people are adding their perspective and yeah, it kind of takes the weight off a bit. Mm. 100%. The, um, the collaborators that we are discussing, there was quite, uh, a few, you've got, you've got Brooks, a wonderful Elizabeth, who's Brooks, um, Arno Leopard, uh, we've got Motez. Um, I'm forgetting someone, aren't I? Lucy and Blumkamp. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy and Blumkamp, yeah. It's the most distinctive name, so you think that it would be easier to remember than Liz, but apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> when you're kind of building these, uh, like looking at building an EP or like putting out an EP, was the thought process to kind of have it not full of collaborators, but collaborator kind of heavy or was it just an organic thing where you had these songs and you're like, this is the right track list for this kind of project? It was a bit of both. Mm. It was kind of, um, you know, we've, our A&R rep has kind of encouraged us to collaborate songwriting and production-wise with a lot of people. Um, But look, like half of the collaborations were kind of planned and then half of them were just super organic. Um, Like with Brux, uh, that was just a songwriting session that we did mm. um, a few years before. It was a song that like kind of we all, all of us loved, but it just, it was, it was very much a demo. Um, For and, like two years. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that um, we all wanted to reignite it, but like one night I was just a little bit rinsed and we were listening to um, Yell and uh, like the song came on it. It just reminded me heaps of heaps of the song that we were working on. So I sent her a message and then, we kind of just, it just kind of reignited the spark and we just got back onto it. Mm. Um, and with I Know Leopard, like I really only sent that track to them maybe like two or three weeks before the deadline of the EP because um, I'm so organized. <laughs> and and uh, I sent it to Luke and I, I was like, I kind of wanted them to do something on it, but I didn't want to like kind of bully him into it. So I was like, I'll just send him the tune, see what he says. And he was really into it. So then I was like, look, would you consider doing a string arrangement? And then it was crazy. Like within two weeks, they sent me back like the most mm. beautiful, perfect strings. and Angels, real angels. Yeah. yeah. We're very, very forward, very blessed. Yeah. Yeah. It is, um, it is a gorgeous track, Ghosts, that has um, Anna Leopard on there. And it is, it's still very much like a cult kiss song, but it is like, it's like more down tempo, um, maybe like a little bit more, cinematic and your music is already somewhat cinematic so i feel like that's 
kind of like adding to it, but do you think that's somewhat of a path you could see yourselves going down at another stage later down the track? Definitely. I mean, I, yeah, I would love to do work like that. Mm. Yeah. I've always kind of hoped that so like a, uh, someone that a, f- a filmmaker would use some of our music in, um, in, in movies and I would love to be involved in something like that. Mm. And yeah. that was, that was kind of, the great thing, of course, as well, like, duh, about doing an EP, but, you know, it wasn't until we really started to, you know, put the EP together um, that we realised we could explore, you know, think ideas that were so much more eclectic and different to what we've been releasing, like, you know, for singles. Mm. Um, so it could be like a story. The whole the whole EP could be, could be a story and it could explore, like, it could be multifaceted and not every song had to be this like really up tempo, catchy banger. We could do something that was more like Massive Attack, um, you know, uh, like Radiohead Massive Attack, which, um, yeah, which Ghosts is kind of like more in that pocket for us. So, mm. yeah, it was really, it was exciting. We loved it. Yeah, because there is kind of that freedom. Yeah, there is kind of, there has kind of been that kind of subtle pressure, I think, to just, because like, let's face it, like we've always been a band that's kind of been on the periphery in terms of like, getting through like breaking through and i think that you know there there was like you know amongst everybody around us like kind of this encouragement to just kind of try and write the song you know what i mean and i think that uh i think that this ep it was good to just take the foot off the gas a bit and just have moments that weren't necessarily like trying to be the song they were just existing Mm. you know they were just existing to exist and like they were just us exploring weird shit that we like to do you know Mm. and creating something just like in and of itself that it could just be what it is rather than Mm. trying to get it to kind of like hit a hit a kind of brief or you know yeah yeah. or fulfill like some kind of feel some sort of fulfill be anything other than what it just needed to be yeah it's just something you know hopefully beautiful that yeah could be could be put into the world have you ever found that you've, when oh, I'm not being forced, because obviously we want to be respectful to the lovely team around you, but um, when you are kind of looking to, you know, like write something, when you're being advised to write, find something that is going to kind of push through or do that, how do you find that impacts when the two of you are being collaborative and, and writing and whether that kind of pressure is either too much or whether you've kind of come across it and you've been like, it just doesn't feel quintessentially cold kiss. Mm. Mm. That's a really good question. Yeah. Well, to their, to their credit, like the team around us, they were the ones that really encouraged us to do the mm. EP. Um, they were like, guys, it's time, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's time for a body of work. So, um, and yeah, they were incredibly, um, they just kind of let us do our thing for the most part, you know, um, and which was really, really nice. And they were very, yeah, very supportive. And um, so, but yeah, for, as far as like, uh, it just feels like some sort of like dark magic when you try to write, write singles. Mm. Um, and I'm sure so many people have said this to you already, but, you know, when you're the artist, you you always think you've written the one, you know, you kind of like... <laughs> so often think that this is the one and then and then when you are working with other people you know they have different opinions and um yeah so it just it it feels a little bit like voodoo Mm. um I think you and I like as well because we do work for other people and we 
we're like we're not just cult kiss like we are constantly making music of all different kinds mm. like for all different purposes just due to the fact that that's that's part of like what we do and i think that we're the problem is is that we always like are keen to rise to the challenge of trying yeah you know so if someone says to us like hey can you make something that sounds like cult kiss but it's also like a banger and it like might be the one like as much as we love to make weird shit together, like I feel like we we're always game to give something a shot because mm. fundamentally, like we love pop music and you know uh, that's who we are. But I definitely will say that when we got all the masters in and I listened to you know twenty five minutes or whatever it is of just like us just doing whatever the fuck we wanted um, without being really cognizant of uh, you know it being the one or like writing something, I I did feel like this kind of sense that it had been like we kind of were home or something that we'd kind of we'd kind of die you know we, it felt it felt really it did feel super authentic and I felt like maybe for a variety of reasons like you know it it was it was good to be there and it, it felt I was really happy to have that feeling because I think that I had been missing that a little bit mm. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's, it's very interesting. I find like, as, as you mentioned, you guys are just, uh, sorry, not are just, you are more than just cult kiss. Um, I know we were discussing before that on top of being cult kiss, you are both respectively hacks and Ramaran, uh, Jack, you're also high spirits as well. So the, the output that you guys have is just kind of incredible. Do you ever find that you'll be working on a certain project that might be, not cult kiss and that you're like, oh shit, that would be really good for <laughs> this or we should kind of move this or appropriate this or. Well, actually familiar was a high spirits tune. So that kind of, that, that whole instrumental was like a high spirits track that I was actually really excited about. Um, and it, like, I mean, I'm, I love it as familiar 100%, but um, it was, that was kind of cool. Cause it's exactly what you're saying where it was, it was kind of, there was a moment where I was like, Hey Claire, do you want to try, try this out? And she did something really amazing. And I was like, just pass it over, you know, like, <laughs> just let's just move it on across. Yeah. And similarly, like Sugar Pill is actually a, the track, the song was born quite a few years ago um, before Cult Kiss existed. And it was a, a vocal melody and like top line that we, we really loved and believed in, but we just weren't able to kind of execute it at the time, you know, um, or like turn it into what, what it needed to be. So yeah. So that was also repurposed to, to be a cult kiss track. Um, so yeah, we, we do, 
we do repurpose things mm. like yeah. here and there. We're yeah. at that point, I think, like where we can, <laughs> we've got folders on the hard drive where we can just yeah. move them around if we want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's cool to know that you know where something fits and where it kind of works and where it is going to be the best thing that it's going to be, I imagine. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think that um, that was like, I mean, the other good part about this EP was just kind of realising that the the work that we'd done in other avenues separately and together, I kind of do feel like it, it made the EP better. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that was a nice feeling too because sometimes you do like write a thousand songs and do a thousand sessions and stuff and you're like, why do I do all this stuff that never gets released <laughs> or, you know, that, that maybe someone vetoes or whatever and then you have those moments where like it all makes sense. You get to recycle like some top lines that no one thought were good or you get to like use an instrumental that maybe would have sat on a computer and it's like a really good experience because it feels like that work didn't go to waste. Mm. Oh, that's very true. Um, the number of sessions that you're doing at the moment, whether it be inside the band or not, I know we were discussing before, um, you guys, on top of everything musical, music related, you're also, um, you've just reopened the doors to Joy Luck Studios in Thornbury in Victoria, um, which has a few music studios, it has some photography space. How important was it for you guys to be able to have this space for um, who, whoever it may be, you know, just creatives of any kind to be able to come and uh, use and hire out the space. It was, yeah, it's, it's, we realised, you know, we, we've kind of come to realise over the last few years that it is a big part of our identity, kind of creating a world and a, and a community. Um, and like I said, even just harking back to, you know, working on music, not just being in our own heads, not just being like isolated as the two of us. Um, we, yeah, we really love like collaborating and, and um, having our own little kind of like micro scene, little pocket <laughs> um, in Melbourne. But yeah, so we originally, Joy Luck Studio was originally um, at a different location. Um, uh, it was something we kind of slapped together in this really rundown building in Abbotsford, but the amazing thing about it was that it had this uh, big rooftop space um, where we were able to throw parties and, and events and it was really special and that was kind of, yeah, that was a very flourishing time for us, not only as like artists in our own right, but, um, you know, within our, like with our friendships in the industry and, and community music scene. So, um, yeah, and the building was sold, unfortunately. So our lease came to an end and ever since then we've been wanting to, bring Joylak back properly. But obviously with the pandemic, it was pretty hard. So it kind of, it was almost like a two-year gap um, in addition to the year that we we took off after, after leaving the last place. So yeah, it's been really, really cool mm. finding this location and this time around getting to do it properly, um, build, build something hopefully that will last a lifetime that is... Um, much more professional. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a more There were cool up. parts about the old one, but yeah, yeah it wasn't, it, it wasn't anywhere charm, near as professional. Definitely. Um, uh, and I think that was part of the magic of it. You yeah, know? definitely. Um, but yeah, so we, we spent um, uh, a lot of this year building, building the studio. Like it's, it basically the warehouse was kind of a shell that we were able to construct 
the music studios and vocal booth in and then the photography slash multi-purpose space above. So, yeah, we're really excited to to just reconnect with people, just mm. our, our fellow creatives and musicians and friends because it's all just been, you know, internet. <laughs> Everything's just been digital for so long. So, yeah, I mean, already today we've just like had two two fellow musicians pop in and it was just so nice mm. just seeing people and catching up and starting you know it feels like everything's coming back to life again for everyone so yeah we hope that we can kind of like bring that magic back for people and and create a special place for people here it does look incredible um and i will be making sure that we put the details in the show notes for the podcast so that people can come and access and you know book and do what they need to do accordingly Thank you. Yeah, and if people want to just like stick their head in, like, yeah, just tell them to hit us up. Like, even if you just want to have a walk through, have a yeah. chat, like, it'd be really great to just, like Claire said, we've just been so in sync digital get down for the last like two years that I'm like absolutely frothing to just like have a chat. You know what I mean? With people. So yeah, feel free to, feel free to pop in and just say hi. On uh, that note, lately we've been watching some NSYNC like live uh, concerts and it's been amazing. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Mm-hmm. No strings attached to her or. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the outfits alone. Oh, man. So those, the treadmills on stage are what sends me, man, the most. The fact that there is, like, literally moving, tre- like, giant treadmills. Oh, man. I, like, I don't want to derail the interview too much and feel free to edit this out. But honestly, I have had some serious NSYNC moments at 2 o'clock in the morning when I've been lit and I probably should have gone to bed and I spent way too long on YouTube recommended just Absolute fanfare. I mean, I just didn't appreciate um, the scale of NSYNC. I think when I when I was coming around at NSYNC, they were kind of almost at the end of their um, their huge reign, or maybe the peak. But there, there's actually a breadth of NSYNC, and the size and the the scope of NSYNC just really blew me away, man. And I, I, I for like three or four weeks, I was absorbed. That's all I'm going to say. I think as well, and I can I can definitely appreciate that because I think that maybe. Um, uh, full disclosure to anyone that's listening, the three of us do know each other um, f- for a little period of time a while ago. Um, and I think that there might have been some uh, NSYNC. Uh, no, uh, no. There definitely it? were. There might, not might, there 100% was. <laughs> we might have had some evenings uh, after a few beverages and there was NSYNC, yeah. Um, but I think as well that. We, in Australia, we maybe didn't see the full no. uh, yeah. machine that was NSYNC because in America it was just yeah. crazy. Yeah. It Epic. Was, yeah, I had some... no idea. I mean, yeah, that, that was one fun thing that happened in lockdown was going back and watching um, like Epic live tour performances from big artists and like Janet Jackson was another one. Wow. Just if anyone here is listening or watching, just do yourself a favour and check out Janet was, Jackson. I think or, it was Janet in Tokyo. That was one that we watched. They're all just, they were all pretty there's a live. There's a live set from uh, somewhere in Japan that's particularly fire. Um, yeah. Not yeah. to mention when she brings like fans on stage. Oh, the fans on stage. <laughs> now we're just getting salacious. This is turning R-rated. Yeah, There's some particularly funny clips of, uh, I don't know if they'd pass the current era of. Um, yeah, I don't know whether they'd fly. This would fly in 2021. I don't know if you get away with it on stage, but <laughs> Janet. Kind of, Janet. I'm like, Janet. Takes care of her fans. That's all we're going to say. Yes. 
<laughs> I'm so curious to see the spike in um, views in Janet Jackson clips now that this is going to come out. I reckon it's going to spike. Janet. We're giving away some good hot tips here. Yeah, but anyway, digital get down. It's been, there's been too much of the digital get down. We want to see people in real life. So, yes. Wow, you brought it back. You brought it back. Claire, you brought was, it back. That was masterful. Circles. Thank you. Thank you. Like a treadmill, you know? I'm just, yeah, anyway. Like an NSYNC treadmill. <laughs> Again, we will put details uh, in the podcast so that uh, people can come visit at Joy Luck. Uh, speaking of live shows, I want to know, maybe no treadmills for the time being, but there is a tour for the Ultrasound EP in Feb next year. And I want to know how how excited I guess you guys are to um, to get back to it. Yeah, we are super excited to take it on tour. Um, I think that like, you know, we're at kind of at the apex of, we've played so many gigs. I think that we, when we first started out, we were very weird. <laughs> it was very, it was very conceptual. It was very conceptual. We had a very clear idea. And I think over the last, you know, five or six years of playing shows as Cult Kiss, we've really created something that's, that's pretty, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty thought out and it's, um, it's, it's thorough. And I think that, uh, you know, we played a show this, uh, year, uh, and it was, it was a really good, really good energy. So, mm. I'm super pumped to kind of take what was good about that show and and flesh it out a bit more and bring it to people. Mm. And I mean, it's been so long since we've played interstate, so that alone is going to be so nice. Yeah, so we're really excited about it. You guys are, as you mentioned, uh, like it is quite an experience at a Cold Kiss show. There's, um, I don't know, I want to call them like the the headpieces or like the. Is, would that be the right phrase? I don't want to misspeak here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, headpieces, yeah. Headpieces or um, yeah. Is, is there anything, maybe not treadmills yet, but maybe treadmills, is there anything new <laughs> for guests to kind of expect at these shows? Well, I suppose all the new material, of course. Yeah. But, I mean, I just feel like people haven't even really been able to see us live that much, particularly in light of the last few years. So. Yeah. I mean, hopefully for some people it will be... It's a whole new live show because we've got all the new songs in. um, And it's... I mean, you've got a few new bits and pieces. I've got a few new bits of gear. I don't know if anyone's (laughs) going to give a crap about them. but Don't have a treadmill yet. I don't have a treadmill. (laughs) I've got a new mixer that you call what? Bemo or something, right? Camo. Camo. Because it's a Korg. That's right. Yeah. It's it's a mixer with the chaos. It looks like Bemo, but, you know, (laughs) that means it's got a bit Camo. Mm. Yeah, we've still got to, I think that we're, um, we're basically in the process now of just rehearsing everything that we've got. And then, um, we will be, there will be a process of, uh, seeing if we can up the production specs. Uh, we've always, we're a sucker for high powered lights and smoke machines. So yeah. if there's a, if there's a way, <laughs> if there's a way budget wise that we can fit in some treadmills, we'll make it work. Well, I'm going to see if you can. I'm going to look into it for you, maybe for Christmas. We'll work out like a cult, cult kiss Christmas and get those little portable ones or it's just the walking bit. That'd be sick. I could just get a mini one behind my setup and just be walking the whole show, you know, like while I'm doing my thing. I mean, isn't that what Peter Gabriel does? Does he? I think he's got a more expensive version, but I could just have a shit version. Like we could get like a $200 treadmill. You know, and just paint it like green or something and then just get rid of the arms. And then yeah. I just have to go to work. 40 minutes of, of aerobic exercise. Like, That's yeah, kind of what I pictured was just you behind everything while still kind of. Yeah, yeah. I like it. 
<laughs> I look, I'm very much looking forward to these shows now. Well, I wasn't, I was before, but now with this uh, conversation, I'm curious to see what's going to take place. You've joked, you've joked me. I, I, I'm going to be on the phone to the lighting guy now, you know, see if I can make <laughs> something happen. I feel like Claire might be looking at the both of us being like, you fucking idiots. No, if anyone's always pushing this stuff, it's me. She's very yeah. encu- The problem with Claire is she's very encourageable. Mm. I think the problem is not you and me. It's the problem that she'll actually literally try and get, make something like this yes. happen. Yes. In a week, I'll be like, Jack, so the treadmill, um, you know, we're going to have to figure out footwear to get maximum traction. Um, I'd also like it, like it if they could light up so that they, like, work with the headpieces. <laughs> Perfect partnership then. Perfect partnership. Exactly. Um, both Jack and Claire, usually we would ask, I guess, what they're currently listening to. Is there anything at the moment that is um, taking your fancy do you want to go first on me? Yeah, yeah. I've been listening to uh, Yell, Yell's album that she put out in 2020, so I'm a little bit late to the party. Um, and I am so sorry. The name of the album is in French. The whole thing is in French, and I feel like I would be doing her a disservice by trying <laughs> to pronounce it, but it's the album that Yell put out in 2020, and I've been loving it, just eating it up. I love it. The production's so colourful and quirky. Um, her voice, she's just amazing. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So that's kind of my my thing that I've been loving at the moment. My hot tip is there's a producer called Amtrak and he has a Spotify playlist that is, I think, my favourite collection of just random songs that all kick ass. It's, uh, he has an incredible taste in music. And uh, yeah, I just, every time I go to that playlist, I feel like I'm discovering something that's not necessarily in a genre that I would listen to per se, like, but it's all just fire. Uh, and then it's just got some absolutely banging electronic tracks on there too. But he he has, he's probably my favorite, I guess, like tastemaker or playlister or whatever you want to call it. Like his playlist is just always not what I thought I needed, but what I needed kind of thing. Whenever mm-hmm. I go there, that's probably my hot tip. I like music like that where it's kind of you didn't realise you wanted it until about halfway through where you're feeling all warm yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So it's very cool and eclectic. And Amtrak's music. Oh, I love Amtrak, don't get me wrong, so, but he's like quite big, so I just wanted to sound more yeah. seen. I just wanted to seem cooler than I was or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. Um, yeah. Jack and Claire, thank you very much for your time today and congratulations again to yourselves and Colt Kiss on the new EP. Thank Thank you you so much for having us. It's been awesome. Yeah, thank you. Such an honour to be on the pod. We appreciate it. Thank you. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Colt Kiss for their time. Ultrasound, the EP, is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to stream the EP or buy tickets to their tour. We also want to give a huge shout out to Anna at Tomorrow Music Group for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where we'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.